Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the Unpopular Podcast. Today is December 15th, 2013. From this corner, we got Thomas, my co-hosts. Dude, Mike, dude. Chris, guy. Corey Han. Oh, God. You guys are fucking wicked pisser. Oh, man. We're from Boston and our accents suck. What's up? <laughs> I'm, I am from Cambridge. Oh. I'm right. from Brighton. That's not exactly South Boston. It's close enough, though. Bada bing. Bada bing, bada boom. That's New York. Get it right. So, Fallout 4 has not officially been announced, but has pretty much officially been deemed in Boston. Uh, I'm very excited about Because I love Fallout. How come Bethesda hasn't gotten behind this yet? Like, they haven't addressed this at all? They're probably waiting for an official reveal. If it was official, wouldn't they say something yet? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. They probably kind of just want to string us along. Yeah. They're, they're probably a little pissed that someone figured out the great big mystery where the next game is. And, and they don't have anything else to reveal yet. I mean, Fallout 4 is not coming out for a pretty long time, right? It needs to be revealed first. Yeah. Next one coming up from Bethesda, I think it is. I know. Are they publishing Elder Scrolls? Online? No, that's a different studio. I thought so. Okay. Is anyone going to play that? No. 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 That looks pretty bad. Yeah, it looks terrible. Yeah. MMOs. I'm going to stick with Final Fantasy XIV. Ooh. You chose the right horse in that race. There's a, there's a new wild killer coming out called like Wildstar. And, like, yeah, I've terrible. heard about that. It's like a reskin version of WoW. Terra already came out, Mike. Oh, what? <laughs> Terra was just WoW with tits, wasn't it? It just had more oh, yeah. like skimpy outfits. And one meal already. Uh, what did we play? Some some random NC Soft game, whatever. Uh, oh, um, um, yeah. Grand Fantasia. I don't. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I was like Kawaii Desu when I was running around with like pigtails and like a mage or something. Hoping all they would, everyone would notice you. <laughs> Senpai never noticed me. Hey, G-U-R-L-A-S-L. <laughs> hey, B-B- F. Cali, want a cyber? <laughs> oh, God. B-B. <laughs> it's funny because it was like two years ago and people still asked ASL and I don't know. That was so 1999, guys. BR? We need to know What the hell is that noise? Oh, that's no water, sorry. All right. I was thirsty. <laughs> I was a wee bit parched. A wee bit? Just a wee bit. Like a wee bit parched. All right, guys. you want to start off with the top ten list? Sure. Yeah. Top ten list from last time. Yeah, with top ten favorite games... So are we just going to list them off, or would you like a short description of why we love them? Oh, uh, yeah, we'll just uh, we'll go down the list, and you kind of say why you like it, and how it's an amazing, awesome, fantastical game. Okay. All right, do you want to go first, Chris? Sure. Okay. So, they're actually kind of hard to come up with ten. They're not in any particular order, so I'm just going to read them off. Uh, first one, Skies of Arcadia on Dreamcast. Um, I really like the exploration Battle is actually interesting where all six characters have um, access to the same elemental ability, so it kind of adds another layer to, co- to the combat. 
And one of the really cool things is on the world map, the music actually changes depending on what area you're in, which doesn't really sound all exciting, but it kind of lends to the sense of adventure of, all right, I am flying through the clouds and just going to a separate corner of this planet that's never been explored before. So I really like it. Uh, second on that is, Tom's going to hate me for this one, Xenogears. I don't hate Xenogears. Xenogears uh, is a fine game. Oh, okay. I thought you hated Xenogears. No, um, I think it falls apart at the second disc, but it's a fine does. game. Oh, yeah, it does. It does absolutely fall apart at the second disc and just becomes a glorified Flash movie with a couple battles in there. Um, the story, I think, is fantastic because you think it's going to top out and they just keep on adding more layers and more layers and more layers. Um, the combat's actually pretty... Not fast, but it's a lot more interesting than your standard turn-based or you know timed battle. And it's got really good music. I forget exactly who does that. They did re they released uh, like an orchestral version with a couple tracks. So that's pretty good. Um, okay, next, Final Fantasy IX. That's a good choice. I like how they brought they kind of got the nice combination of. Current Final Fantasy, but then going back to the roots. Dot, um, dot, dot, whatever. Lol. And I actually love that they added um, a fourth character to battle, because for whatever reason, I find three people just really annoying. Yeah, I mean, um, all of them had four except seven and eight. And ten. Well, I'm not going future. And twelve. Previous. Oh, okay, yeah. No, twelve had four. Twelve had sure. three. No, twelve had three, and sometimes you'd have a guest. Oh, okay. I just played that game, too. It's weird. I remember um, that. Next, kind of an obvious choice, but it was very enjoyable. That's Ocarina of Time. Of course. Um, that one's kind of self-explanatory. It was the first 3D Zelda. You know what's yeah. a better Zelda game? What? All of them. <laughs> Actually, I'm, al- I'm almost done with Link Between Worlds. That game is very fun. Yeah, well, that game's fantastic. Um, next is Fallout 3. It was actually the first Fallout I ever played. Three dog. Ow! Um, it's a terrible game if you have ADD because you're going to the next your next destination. It's like, oh hey, another cave. Oh hey, another band of bandits. Oh hey, some more ruins. Ooh, a piece of candy. Ooh, a piece of candy. Um, yeah, I I enjoy those open world Bethesda games, even though they are sometimes inherently broken with all the glitches, but. I never had that many glitches. I had a few random crashes, but I never had anything. Neither have I. I never had, like, a completely game-breaking glitch. Just some, like, you know, a raider would just start floating up into the sky, which was kind of hilarious. I had a a New Vegas, you know, the guy that survived the the lottery? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He ran out of the town and he flew away. (laughs) And my guy was like... I shot him in the face and his brain just kind of hovered there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, all right. Next one. This is kind of cheating, but I didn't want to put all three different games, so I just put the entire Mass Effect series. Okay. Oh, we yes. can do that. Well, I don't like. I said it's kind of cheating. Um, it's a just, it's I, a con, uh, you know a straight. It's story. all one arc, so yeah. Yeah. Um, I could probably talk about Mass Effect for an entire podcast, but I won't because I won't bore people. But the the amount of choice in that game and. The voice acting from Jennifer Hale, if you play Femshep, is just absolutely amazing if you go Renegade. I've only played I the first one. It. I've gotten to the part where you beat Talia, and then that's it. Or Tali, whatever her name is. I just... It was KOTOR without the lightsabers, and I just wasn't digging it. Ferrari froze. Oh, no. 
Oh, no, this is his list. I think that was the end, wasn't it? No, that was number four, I think. Number uh, four or five. He's probably going to switch to his tablet. We'll get back to him in a minute. Yeah. Uh, anybody want to continue? Or... I'll do mine. Or should we wish... Uh, we'll give him a minute to come back. Yeah. I, I mean, he's, have... he's in the middle of the list. Yeah, and I don't want him to miss ours and so we can commentate and such. In the meantime, we're live. Should we, like, talk about something? Oh, okay. Uh, how do you guys feel about cloud saving? I don't... I feel like it's... it's... I don't see it physically, so I'm, I'm kind of nervous that something gets deleted or anything. All right, I'm here. Sorry. Did uh, you switch the tablet? I was just going to wait for you. Yeah, oh, thank God. Bad. I had no opinion. I don't know why. <laughs> all right. Can you see me and hear me all right? Yeah. Yeah. You're a little low, but I mean, whatever. Get low, yeah. get low. Oh, my. Get uh, Okay. Next one. Not. I don't think a lot of people have heard of this one. Maybe they have. Dark Cloud 2. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. PS2. I, I remember the, the clown uh, bitch-slapping the mayor. That's my favorite cutscene. There was. Um, That's the beginning, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Really cool. You can kind of terraform some areas and build your own towns and move your townspeople in, and the crafting system's really cool. You have to... Um, you have to take pictures of the environment in order to craft your weapons. If that makes any sense. Of course. So, like, if you want to make a new, you know, bladed weapon, you have to take a picture of a pipe for the shaft and something sharp for the blade, so it kind of goes on like that. It's fun. Um, Why is the camera one? randomly jumping? Uh, because he's on a tablet. Uh, uh. It, it's a podcast. Don't worry about the camera. All uh. right. Uh, next one, Front Mission 3. Oh, man, that is a random entry in the series. It is, but it's a, I, that was one of my favorite RTS games, just because you can completely customize like the max. It's got a really, really branching storyline. If you're possible, could you move the tablet closer to your, the microphone closer to you, if you're just kind of far away? How's that better? That's better. Okay. So, yeah, the, the storyline really branches out a lot, um... Some, it's it's kind of arbitrary. Like the, There's two main storylines, and at the beginning of the game, if, it depends on whether you go to the mall or not with the character is how you kick off the storylines. And it changes the whole game. It does. It's completely different. You're like on, in completely different factions for the rest of the game. And when it came out, people were like, well, how the hell are we supposed to switch? But I very much enjoyed that. I like that better than 4. Oh, yeah. 4 was... Eh. I like the storyline in 3 a lot better. One and two are really good if you ever play them. They, I think they brought over to the DS in the US. You can. I just have not been. I've not gotten around to playing them. Um, all right, next one: Shadow Hearts Covenant. Oh, that's the one I didn't play. Which is the second entry in Shadow Hearts series. Oh no, I did play that one. I didn't play from the New World or whatever it's called. That's the, that's the third one. Yeah, I didn't play that one. The game is really weird. Like you'll have a gay wrestler who tan, turns into a vampire. Oh man. That character. That, ca- that character ruined the game for me. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. The battle system's really fun. It's kind of get like a... The only way I can describe it is like a clock hand, and you have to stop it at certain points. It will boost your attack. But you can also do it at shops. So you can... It's kind of got a risk-reward where you can use the same system at shops, and if you stop at the right point, you'll get discounts. But if you don't, you'll have to pay way more. Um, more like a fantastical World War II type setting. Never have you pl- finished it, but it was really good. Have you played uh, Legend of Dragoon? 
I have not finished it. And you know what? After I moved, I think I'm missing one of the discs, and I'm very upset. Oh, it's cheap to find anyway, but it has a similar time-based battle system. Yeah, I know. Volcano! Spinning pain. Okay, what's next? All right. Last one, um, I cheated again. Both Lunar games. Oh, God. Lunar 1 is way better than 2, though. It is. Lunar Silver Star Story and Lunar 2 Eternal Blue. Um, they really harken back to like old school RPGs, just travel around the map, no crazy battle mechanics, no crazy story twists. It's just a fun... It's a giant story game. twist. What are you talking about? Does it? Oh, right. Holy shit. With Galleon and such. Right. It's been a while. Um, <laughs> that game is the reason I'm upset that Working Designs no longer exists. Working Designs didn't make that game. Games Arts did. They published it, though. They oh, yeah. They did fantastic releases, too. Oh, God, yeah. Dragon Force, that, Ark the Lad. Lots just of like their, just their presentation. They went all out when they released the game. Especially, even even with the packaging. Exactly. They, they were just very elaborate. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's my list of ten. Okay. Ooh. Who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go next. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, what is it? Number ten. Rocket Knight Adventures for Sega Genesis. Fantastic game. I thought we were only picking RPGs. No. Oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Um, growing up, I, I didn't have a Nintendo, so I only had Sega Genesis. So uh, that was the first game that maybe, you know, interested. Because you can only play Sonic so many times, and that was like one of the first games <laughs> I rented was uh, Rocket Knight. It's still one of my favorites. Uh did you ever play the sequel, the Sparkster? I I I don't acknowledge any sequels exist. <laughs> no, the Sparkster for the Genesis is just like Rocket Knight. It's very good. And there's one for Super Nintendo is a lot different, but it's still a good game. I thought you were talking about the uh, the PS2 version that came out. Oh, uh, the, the PS3 version that came out like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's a game. Uh, number nine, uh, Final Fantasy VIII. Nice. Uh, I was a big fan of seven. But eight was the first game where I was familiar with the series, and I like completely decimated it. Like I, I did every side quest, I got every weapon, I did everything that's humanly possible in that game. I play played it. the card game tournament to completion. But did you level your character past level thirty? Uh, I was level eighty nine. Beat the game. Then you, then you played it wrong. I was a plebe. I didn't have the internet. I didn't know. I didn't know these things. Uh, Number, what am I, eight? Eight, Heavy Rain, because I like that game. Heavy Rain, I like the, the choices you have. It was, once you look at it, it's kind of linear, but there's a bunch of different stuff that affects the final outcome of the game. My name's Mike Hona, and I'm investigating the list of top ten games. My name is Norman Jaden. I'm investigating the origami killer. Uh, Didn't you cosplay as one of the people from... Yeah, I, I cosplayed as Scott Shelby. Did a really good job, too. He's yeah. a bad asthmatic, just like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, Matt didn't actually drown as a kid, did he? I, I, don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. He might have. <laughs> Um, number seven. Oh, what is number seven? Uh, Pokemon Blue. That was like uh, my first entry of the game. That's my favorite Pokemon game so far. And I was like, 
No way I'm getting a pincer. I'm all about Scyther. Or is that the other way around? Like, for me, I, when I played the game the first time, I, I, I did it wrong. I just relied on my Squirtle. It was, like, <laughs> that's I just that's not a bad strategy. You do pretty good with that. His name was Radical. He was a level 100 Blastoise. <laughs> and that, he, he came with me everywhere. He's my uh, best friend. He's my best friend, man. Um, Just a bullet and squirtle. Number six? I'm going to say that. Six, uh, Chrono Cross. Nice. Oh, man. Fantastic game. I love yeah. Chrono Cross. Like, I list, like, there's, like, there's, like, 60 million different characters you can recruit and stuff like that. And, like, yeah, it's, like, 40 or something. I was looking yeah. at the strategy guy, and it's, like, all these different random side quests. You get this one guy to come with you. When you end up using like two people, <laughs> like, I used the clown, uh, the clown girl, and Glenn. I remember using them. I like I beat a, uh, as a boss in the game, you're not supposed to beat till New Game Plus, and I just grinded away until I was high enough level to beat him. And uh, no, no, you didn't. There were no levels in that game. Well, you know, a stars. <laughs> I grinded enough stars to beat him. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it was like Dario on the island of something Dario. or other. Oh, God. The final I boss that. was the most convoluted battle. <laughs> it was awful. And then the, the final cutscene was a Japanese girl walking down train tracks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was expecting um, something interesting during the final credits. Uh, number five. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. Nice. Mm. Awesome. Uh, I like the Rikas. Uh, the bosses were awesome. What a thrill. <laughs> Dude, the soundtrack was Wrong. awesome, too. Dude, the, the, I like the bad guys in that game. They're all, like the fear, freaking Spider-Man. The pain. <laughs> yeah, the pain. You got, like, bees. <laughs> Does everyone remember when Revolver Ocelot did that really weird <sighs> thing? Wow! <laughs> that. Why yes. did you do that? He's like, saucy. That's the sound of an ocelot. Yeah. That sniper battle was amazing. I you created a time paradox. Uh, uh, and come back like a month later, and the guy would have died from old age. Yeah, that was great. The small details he puts in his games are fantastic. Yeah. Okay, oh man, five. Yeah, man. Five, uh, I know it's stupid, it's an MMO, but... Maple Story. I keep on. <laughs> it's stupid. It's like a Korean pay-to-win MMO, but I keep on going back to it. I uninstall it. I keep on going back to it. Have you paid to win? I uh, no. Well, yes. <laughs> I played with Mark the last time, our, our other friend, and we all got to level two hundred, which is like was like the level cap at the moment, and I felt so ashamed of myself. Ah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Number four, uh, Battlefield 3. Uh, I dabbled with Battlefield 2, so I, I didn't have much experience. But 3, you know, you get so used to Call of Duty and just running around simple hallways. Now you're flying around in jets and, you know, kamikaze into enemy teams and riding around these huge Let's maps. racy. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. I have to honor Glorious Nippon. <laughs> uh, number three will be Final Fantasy VI or Final Fantasy Three. Good choice. Because I, I I went and beat all the Final Fantasy games. Like I beat ten, 
I'm got sorry. halfway through 12 and stuff like that, and 7. And then I had a copy of Anthology, and I'm like, oh, you know, might as well give this a try. And that game is awesome. Yeah. Like, halfway through the game, like, the world explodes, and, like, all the progress, all your team members you gather, they're gone. They're like, you have to get them again. <laughs> uh, number two... Uh, number two is a tough one. I'm probably going to be a plebe when I say, like, huh. I'm trying to think of what my number three would be. You didn't write a list? No, I did. Uh, number two is Rystar. Oh. Rystar, man. Just, like, there's a simple mechanic of, like, driving onto your enemies and, like, you know, headbutting them, basically, and, it gave like a little, uh, made the boss fights kind of interesting because you're like, oh, where can I grab onto this guy? Where can I grab onto this guy? You know, Are it you was playing like with poker chips or something. What is that? Oh no, watch. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and number yeah. one is uh, the first Metal Gear Solid for Metal a PlayStation. Gear. Metal Gear. And I wasn't familiar. I I never heard of the series before because I didn't have a Nintendo. So when it came out, don't say Nintendo when you talk about the origin of the series. Oh, well, Famicom, Super Famicom, whatever. No, 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 it's a MSX. Uh, you play the NES version, you're playing the wrong game. It's completely yeah. different. Not so, completely, but it's not good. It was, like, voice acting, and, like, guards can find your footsteps. And Whose footprints are these? Like, the bosses all have, like, interesting backstories, and, like, cool dialogue before you fought them and stuff. That's pretty bitchy. <laughs> That's my list. Nice. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Meryl. All right. I'll let Corey get himself set up. That sucked. Yeah. Are you uh are you good to give your list or you want me to go first? Um I have my list ready, but you can go first. It's up to you. I'll you my list sucked? No, your list was good. I enjoyed it. I imagine it was great, but I, I was kicked out for some... I actually accidentally hit the X button. I'm sorry. It's all right. Is that, the two you missed were Rystar and Metal Gear Solid 1 as his number one. That's that's a good number one. I agree. Okay, I'll do mine. I'll start from 10 go up. Colt single action army. Six bullets. More than enough to stop anything that moves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. My number 10 is Doom 2 for the PC. If you have never played Doom, then you have not used any device that ever existed because it's yeah. on everything. It's on my toaster. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, the game obviously revolutionized the whole FPS genre. Uh, it was game uh, impossible to beat when you're five years old without codes, but I managed to do it somehow. I had very bad parents. Actually, the first time I played Doom 2 is my brother beat me up or something. I don't remember, but... My dad felt bad, and he said, hey, why don't you play this computer game? I was like, all right. And, uh, yeah, the game was fantastic. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what that interference is. I'll let it settle. It's like your brother beats you off. Play a violent video game. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, man, I shot, I shot zombies. I shot imps. It was a grand old time. I actually did beat that game, which I'm proud of, because not many people have actually beat it legitimately. Yeah, those were hard games. Yeah, I mean, fantastic game. My number nine, Super Metroid for the Super Nintendo. Nice. Uh, it 
took the original Metroid. It was pretty much the link to the past of Metroid. It took the original game that was kind of flawed, but it, it was the original idea, and they made it all the better. They took everything they missed, and they like, all right, let's make this 40 times better, times better. And they did a fantastic job with it. The whole game is a wonder to play through. Uh, I also liked Fusion a lot. I was going to put Fusion on the list, but Super Metroid's a better game, I think. But they're both really good. Uh, now, number eight is Tomba for the PS1. I don't know if you guys ever played Tomba. It was a very obscure game. It didn't get a lot of attention. I remember Tomba. I played it. Was yeah. it a launch title or something? Or? No, it came out in 98, 99. It came out later uh, in the year. Uh, the demo the was on one of those preset discs that PlayStation 1 had. Yeah, I'm sure it was. It was It was a Sony-published game. It was developed by Whoopi Camp, and it made just the sequel, which is not anywhere near as good. But the original was fantastic. Basic 2D. I don't want to call it a Metroid-style game because it wasn't as much back and forth, but it was, it was a very uh, open. It wasn't even open, I don't think. But it was a I don't know. Right? It was a side scroller. It was a very beautifully animated 2D art-style side scroller. Though you can you can upgrade your weapons, you get items, you solve little puzzles. Uh, you know, you have central areas to come back to later, and you solve the rest of it. It was fantastic. My number seven is Earthbound for the Super Nintendo. I also know as Mother 2. Very quirky, humorous RPG. Not serious in the slightest until, I don't know, the second half where it gets kind of very serious, but it's still all around the great game. You you still have a character named Pooh. (laughs) Oh yes, Pooh. You fight New Age retro hippies and all that craziness. Absent Dad, it was gives you tons of money for beating people on the street, which I support 100%. percent was crack baseball bat. <laughs> Smash. That final boss was horrifying yeah, and amazing. <laughs> I'm not going to say what happens, but it is a... Uh, it is very not for kids, I'd say. But it... Grand game all around. Mother 3? I don't know if you ever played that, but it wasn't the same. And Mother 1 was a lot of... It, it's the whole Super Nintendo thing where they took the original game for the Nintendo and made it a lot better. Also applies to Mother 2. Mother 1 has the same idea, concept, but Mother 2 just took it all away. And number 6, Luminous for the PSP. What? It's oh. a Digimon World for PlayStation? I remember. <laughs> uh... Everybody remembers Luminous. Game's fantastic. It's a very, 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 very simple game. You get a square 2x2, two two, match the colors, do a 2x2 two two grid, make combos, keep it going, has music playing. Soundtrack is phenomenal. Not else to say about it, but they keep making sequels. They're all the same. Different music sometimes, but yeah, the original is still the best. Two, avoid it like the plague it has, Black Eyed Peas. Not acceptable. <laughs> Black Eyed Peas edition. It was awful. Number five, Yoshi's Island for the Super Nintendo. My favorite Mario game. People say it's not a Mario game, but Mario's in it. He's totally in that game. Very simple, adorable side-scroller. Has the egg-throwing mechanic, where it adds a little to the challenge. All the enemies kind of have a gimmick where you got to throw eggs at angles in some such way. Um... Fantastic music. Fantastic everything. That game is 10 out of 10. Fantastic. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 
got my cola, got my popcorn. So my number four, screw your guys and your lesser Final Fantasies, because Final Fantasy XII is definitely the best game that ever came out of the Final Fantasy series. Regular or international? Either or, international made it better, but both games are phenomenal. I don't know, Final Fantasy X. Final Fantasy X is... <laughs> I don't get why people pick that scene, because that scene was intended to be terrible, and he did a fantastic job of making it awful. It, it served his purpose perfectly fine. That game is awful, but that scene was appropriate for what it was. Rides the shoe club? I'm the fucking universe! Anyway. <laughs> Final Fantasy XII, very open. I am game. Boss von Rossenberg of Damascus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm General Bosch. Oh, man. Inspire the citizens. <laughs> The story is very lackluster, but I mean, if you're playing a JRPG for the story, you're just watching too much anime anyway. It's they're never very good. If they're very good, they're just it's a it's an RPG story. It's not the best. Uh, but Twelve had a fantastic battle system. It was very reminiscent of Kodor. It had party members which you can either manually command or you can just kind of program to do what you want them to do to save you time and the not. 30% or less use a potion on this person. 80% or more on your MPA use this attack. It was very mainstreamed. Or not mainstream, streamlined. <laughs> so mainstream flip. <laughs> but that game gets a lot of hate for not being an awful turn-based nonsense game like the other ones are, like 10 and 13, which were fucking awful. It did everything right, and since everybody complained about it being an awesome game, they made crappy ones, and you got Chris Ferrari's poster back there. Uh... <laughs> How do you make three sequels from that game? I don't know. What happened to Final Fantasy XII too? They have the remnants. Oh, Red Wings. Yeah, Red Wings for the DS, which was an okay game, but eh, it's not twelve. But twelve had all the side quests. You can do. It was pretty much Monster Hunter if you wanted to be. That one boss that had what nine billion health. It took several times to go back at it. Keep going back and forth to store the damn thing. The job system, if you play the Zodiac job, you make a character a strict job, so you're either a samurai or you're a mage or whatever. So you're very... That's the whole reason I want to replay it. Yeah, it makes it a lot better. And it took the nonsense grid system of 10 and made it to a logical form where it's not just I I have to manually level instead of automatically leveling. It just takes time out of my day because... I mean, it is very linear in 10, but 12, it's open map. You can do what you need to do. Go in the stream, the the whole area you want to go in. If you want to be a, you know, heavy hitter, go this way and such. Fantastic game too, if I remember. Like the open world areas were huge. The whole game was an open world, browse and explore quest. It wasn't linear at all, like ten was. Ten was legitimate, a, a path you followed, and it had an arrow telling you where to go. Twelve was the opposite. It was just open world. Go do what you want to do. It's very linear in its own story way, but you were very free to roam and such. I, re- I remember Fran, because uh, she was Fran. a funny girl. Fran's my waifu. <laughs> KKKKK. My number three, Legend of Mana. Beautiful game. It is pretty much the precursor of Kingdom Hearts. It was very beautiful art style. It was uh, kind of like Dark Cloud 2, where you kind of make your own areas. You get pieces in certain places. You do quests, and you get... I don't know, a Lego block. You put the Lego block down on the map you make, it opens up a new area. 
you do another quest, you get a different, I open a new area. Not many people have played this game, so I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. But PS1? PS1 game, yes. It's $6 on the PSN, fantastic game. Um, it played like Secret of Mana, if you're familiar with Secret of Mana, with the battle system, but you can, your character is you make them up, you can pick a boy or girl, and you kind of pick whatever weapon you want, and you go with it. You get uh, you can get teammates to go do little missions and stuff. It's a really good game. Uh, my number two, this is no particular order, by the way. It's jumbled, but my number two on the list is Sakoden 2. I need to play that. It is a phenomenal game. I don't know why it's is on the Is it the rare PSN. one? That is the rare one, yes. Uh, I don't know why. $700 if you want it sealed. $700? Really? That much? Yeah. Wow. I know that Digimon my... World is like $125. That's yeah. not much. That's, That's not a great much. game. <laughs> <laughs> I have Digimon World 3, I think. Whatever the last PS1 was. Uh, but yeah. Why did I play Sukoden 2? Sukoden 2 has, of all JRPG stories, I find it the best. It actually has a very good story. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Sukoden series, but it's pretty much a take on an old Chinese novel called... Yeah. Uh, well, Suikoden, if you go in the Japanese, but it's uh, Bandits on the Marsh or the Water Margin. Fantastic book, too. Four-part book series. Great book. Anyway, uh, pretty much you play through the RPG. You can recruit characters. Some of them are obviously automatic, but it has 108 you're supposed to get. Some of them do meaningless things that just hang around your castle, but you need them to get the good ending. But some of them are really good mages or really good fighters and such. You add them to your party, do what you want with them. Uh you get a castle, you upgrade it as long as you keep getting people. The more stuff you do, the more things you can get. It has a pretty cool trading system if you need money. Uh, because you have so many characters, you have to level up all their items and such. Uh, it has a very good magic system, where it's kind of like the old Final Fantasy, where you have so many sk- uh, uh, so many uses until you have to rest. So the number one skill is one use, and your number two, so you have two, etc. But you have six people in your party, so oh. you kind of manage it properly. And it has Unite Attacks, too. So it's kind of like Chrono Trigger in that regard. But certain characters go together, and they do you know, special abilities and such. Uh, not sure what else to say about it specifically, but fantastic game, fantastic story, good setting, beautiful game. Is that game. available digitally at all? Like I don't know why it isn't. I don't know why. It's it's they released a code in one. Like it was one of the first games they released in the PS3 and PSN releases. I have the first one, the PSN. But two that has never did. I I really want to play that game, but I also don't really want to pay like hundred and fifty dollars to find a copy that barely works on eBay. I agree. That's okay. what they did with Marvel, right? Marvel was up there, then they released a digital edition, the price went down, didn't it? Marvelous Capcom two? Yeah. That yeah. happened, uh, they released it a bunch of times. It came out for the Dreamcast, which was not that rare. It was a mediocrely rare game. The PS2 and the Xbox version were rare, because they were very limited print, because it was a reprint of a game. Uh, and they since obviously released it on the PSN and such. I don't know if it ever was really that badly priced. I know in the while, like when this guy that came out, and that was rare, they were, they were both like the $80 such games, but they're never that awful to find. Yeah, I remember seeing Marvel Capcom 2 for PS2 at GameStop, like $80. Yeah, GameStop did that. Whatever. Uh, my number one game, Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Link to the Past. You should be. It's pretty much Ocarina of Time, but good. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, I'm that guy. Yeah, but yeah. You went there. Ocarina of Time is a rehash of Link to the Past, but in 3D. Anyway, like my trend has been going, it's, it was a sequel to an original Nintendo game that took the original Nintendo game and took everything it did but made it way better. It has an actual town now. You actually kind of have a sense of purpose instead of just wandering on a big map. Uh, all the levels are way better. All the tools are great. It, I don't know, used the SNES to the full potential. Like that first, the Dark World first boss was incredible to play when you first played that game. Because uh, it, you know. I, don't, I never played it. I, I need to get like a ROM or something of it. Oh, man. I think I let your brother borrow it for Super Nintendo because he uh, took a bunch of my SNES games. But, uh, yeah, everything about the game is phenomenal. I wish I had a Super Nintendo. Oh, man. Did I send you, did I send you that picture of the one I found at the uh, the thrift store that was piss yellow? No. It was, it was $4. I couldn't find myself to buy it. I just couldn't do it. But, uh, my God, that was fantastic. You like, scrape it to get the natural light underneath. Oh, it doesn't, it doesn't come back. It was not worth touching. God. <laughs> the only time I've ever seen a Super Nintendo at the thrift store is piss yellow. Go figure. Um, what else to say about Link to the Past? It has a sequel that came out that's very reminiscent of that game. It's a pretty much a big fan service to it. Have you played the original Link to the Past, Ferrari? I have not yet. I played like an hour of it. That oh my God. That was, like, the first Super Nintendo game I had. It was phenomenal. I think I might have to play that after finishing um, A Link Between Worlds. Oh, man. Going back, it, you play it in the wrong order. Is Link Between Worlds comparable to A Link of the Past? It's pretty much fan service. They took the game, said this game is fantastic. Let's try to do it again, but differently, so they changed the dungeons and such. But the whole game is the same, the same vibe. I think I might be getting that for Christmas, uh, or I might buy it before. I have really good puzzles in them. Really fun. <laughs> Corey, have you played Link to the Past? No, I don't think I have. I I am amazed. I am the only person here that has played Link to the Past at completion. I have a lot of friends who have played Link to the Past, and they would put it as their second favorite Zelda. Of course, behind Locker of Time, right? Uh, one friend actually puts Majora's Mask ahead of that. Oh, okay. Majora's Mask is really good. I put Oracle yeah, of Seasons above Majora's Mask. <laughs> that was also a really good game. Uh, I don't know what else to say about Link to the Past other than it being a fantastic game that everybody should play. A great, great game from what I've heard. We should, we should all play it. That should be the homework assignment for next you time. You guys did watch my speed run on Thanksgiving? Because I totally told you guys about it. You should have watched it. You never told me about it. <laughs> It was on my Facebook, but you don't do that. I don't have a Facebook. I'm sorry. You, you're you're in the right. Facebook's an awful thing. If you want to start yours, Corey, you can go ahead. That's All when right. Mike stops typing his novel over there. I will start my yeah. list then. You guys don't really. Let's go on. All right. I have no particular order. They're all pretty much about as good to me. I don't really want to rate them, except the last two, which are my absolute favorite games. So I'll save the best for last. I'll start off with one of my favorite series, and maybe my favorite from it, because I didn't think we could just name the entire series, and that's Total War Shogun 2 Fall of the Samurai. Now, that's the second Shogun Total War, uh, and the expansion pack for it, Fall of the Samurai, which cost extra money, of course. And that takes place during the Boshin Wars. Uh, 
I like to refer to it as that movie, The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise, because that's basically what happens. Uh, you get to play as Japan during the rise of Western influence and Western technologies coming into an influx, and um, you have basic border wars with different shoguns in the area. You're trying to take over their lands, and eventually, when you get big enough, uh, realm divide happens, and everyone who supports the emperor go to one side, and everyone who supports the uh, shogunate go to another side. You have a big civil war. And it's huge, massive battles, and I've, I've never managed to win one of the games, because I play on hard, and right around Realm Divide, I get invaded by six or seven different nations with massive armies of technology I have not even researched yet. But it's fun. It's fun because it introduced an RPG-style system to the series, where your generals level up and you get to pick down different skill trees, so they could be better at night battles, or they could be better at um, taking fortifications, they can increase morale, or they can have little cute little cards on the side that say, like, Ugly Wife, and that's a minus for some reason in battle. I'm still not sure why. It's a weird Japanese thing. They're very strange people. So you're fighting, and you just remember how ugly your wife is? And it it's like, seems that way, yeah. Uh, like, shrewish wife. Oh, she yells at you, so you lose command in your men. Very bizarre. Um, number nine, I'm going to say, is Path of Exile. I don't know if you guys have taken a chance to play it yet. It's a kind of a recent game. Free RPG in the style of Diablo 2. It's basically the game Diablo 2. Uh, but it introduces cool little socket gem system, which I think is pretty... I don't know if any other games come up with it. I'm, I'm sure there Diablo are. You had a socketed gem system. For skills, though. Uh, you had to socket your skill gems that added effects or different abilities to it. It split the attack. It did all kinds of different things, added types of damage. And you can customize skills to use massive amounts of mana and just be game-breaking. And that's what I found so fun, because it ended up being a race to find pieces of armor that would accept all these crazy skill ideas you had in your head. So it had an element of trying... It's the first time I ever went to a market in an online game. I had to start bidding wars. It was real shitty. Taylor was much better at it than I am. He's great at begging for things. <laughs> um, I'm going to go to number eight, which is Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver, my Ooh. favorite of this series. I think... Everyone remembers that incredible opening cinematic, the great voice acting of Tony Jay, and the other two guys whose names I don't remember right now. Semi-Shakespearean dialogue. Really fun Tomb Raider-style platformer. Uh, kind of dark, gritty. I remember my old TV when I had to plug in through the coax cable port. Almost, almost unable to see the game. Really <laughs> dark in that way. And it had that cool little feature where you could shift between the uh, spectral and material realm to try to solve puzzles. So you can move a block in one realm and use that as a stepping stone in the other realm. It's just a cool game. And one of the first I remember playing a lot when I was younger. I think it came out when I was like 9 years old, 10 years old. Um, Mountain Blade Warband. One of my favorite games ever. I remember I invested in it when the... Uh, Mountain Blade came out first, just before its official release, when it was still in kind of open beta, and you can pay for a beta version of it for slightly less money. I think I bought it a week before it was officially released, and I had a lot of fun. I like that sort of first-person style combat, a third-person style. Uh, the few commands you get to lead your troops, it's kind of a real-time strategy that blends with an action fighting game. It's It's fun. Elder Scrolls Oblivion. That's probably my favorite in the Elder Scrolls series. Uh, I tried to get into Morrowind, but 
I think I played Oblivion first, and it kind of ruined me to it. Oh, probably. But it's those Oblivion. mud crabs, man. Those mud crabs. You gotta punch 50 of them to reach level 1. <laughs> In Morrowind, I just remember not being able to hit things, and that bothered me quite a bit. It was pretty hardcore. Wake up, stranger. You're here. <laughs> Oblivion still had enough of the mechanics. The spell making, one of my favorite things. Horse armor, I paid for it. Although I did get the everybody deals. paid for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can all complain about it, but we all want it in the end. It looked awesome. <laughs> I think I got shadow facts though, so horse armor was just unnecessary. I remember if you joined the the Assassins Guild, they give you a, a an evil horse. Yeah, this, um, I said shadow facts. That's Gandalf's yeah. horse. It was shadow something, and it was an immortal evil horse. No matter what happened, it would always come back to you. That happened in uh, Skyrim as well, if you did the Brotherhood. Yep. I like to throw my horse off cliffs and stuff. That's sick. You are sick. <laughs> I think there's a group of people redoing Morrowind in the Skyrim engine. Yep. Yeah. That sounds incredible. Well, we'll all have to look forward to that, because as we know, huge modding projects like that never get released. <laughs> you always hear about them, you're always really excited, and then three or four years down the line, they give up because the next titles come out. Yeah, Oblivion, I mean, um, Elder Scrolls Online, there's been a mod for multiplayer Skyrim for the past, like, year. Has there? That's, yeah. That sounds really cool. Oblivion had one, too, I think. I remember they're trying to do Morrowind on the Oblivion engine, or trying to do Morrowind ported over to Oblivion, and then they gave up on that because Skyrim came out, and Skyrim was just, I guess, Oblivion more fun for people. Dragon shouts. There was a lot of dragon shouting. It <laughs> did not, however, have the demon gates you had to close, which is the worst part of Oblivion: the unnecessary demon gates everywhere. <laughs> I don't know what number I'm on, but Civilization Five. I'm going to let that stand in for the Civilization series. I don't know if any of you have played Civilization, but anytime I pick it up, I can't put it down for quite a few hours. My brother totally loves that game. I played it a little bit, but I'm not the biggest turn-based strategy guy. I like the weird sort of real world, George Washington leading the Americans and Gandhi leading India. I like the (laughs) computer AI. I like trying to win the game without using a military, but then someone attacks me, and I just get I get obsessed with killing them. And then I wipe them off the face of the earth, and I just can't stop. Once you wipe someone off the face of the earth, you have to keep going. You have that army left over. You're not going to disband it. <laughs> you paid a lot of money for that. You spent a lot of... I want to say action points, but I don't think that's the production power. You spent a lot of production power. You missed out on a wonder or two. You're fucking pissed. You just start mowing people down, stealing their wonders. It's a fun game for that reason, and I think it's the most polished in the series, although I, I've heard people argue that Civilization Four works better. Um, I'll admit Civilization Five did include some sort of strange one-unit, one-tile system, but uh, it helped break up a lot of annoying giant stack fights, which would always occur in the earlier Civilization games. you just have, like, 20 people on one spot, and it'd be this horrible little animation going back and forth of them attacking. I hate that Gandhi is threatening me in India. Uh, I'm kind of scared. Gandhi... Gandhi's a dick. Gandhi's a pretty big dick. But... Not as bad as the Germans or the Huns, <laughs> the Romans. Basically, everyone's a dick in that game. No one ever oh, wants yeah. to play fun. Queen of England's not very nice either. Contish bitch. What? But she's a queen. Elizabeth I? No, thank you. I'm an Elizabeth II fan. Oh. 
Uh, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, but specifically the second one. That's like the second one? The yeah, second one man. has a much better story. HK-47 on the first one? HK. They're in both of them. Oh, oh, he's in both of them. Meat yeah, bags. You find him in, like, a shop at some point. You get to fix him, and he'll follow you around, saying you remind him of his old master. Um, <laughs> it had a much darker storyline, and it had something I really enjoy. I don't like Star Wars very much. I think it's, it's I think it's kind of dumb. It's it's very light side, dark side. There's no sort of in between gray ground. But Nice Theory Republic Two had that weird neutral Jedi lady, Kira Kreia, whatever her name was. She turned out to be evil in the end, but she kept teaching you about the consequences of your actions. Oh, you wanted to choke that guy to death? If you do that, you're a dick. You're evil. Why would you just hurt someone like that? Oh, you wanted to give him money instead? Why would you help him? Now he'll never work for himself. It was a very strange and conflicting message, but it certainly... I knew about uh, Knights of the Old Republic 1's big plot twist, so that was kind of ruined for me in advance. And I think the second one just had a better overall story. You got to take your companions and you got to either make them Jedi into the light side or make them Sith into the dark side. That was always cool. Um, of course, they always got ugly if you brought them to the dark side. I never liked that. I had to make my chick wear a mask. She freaked me out. <laughs> I gotta play 2 again. There's it's actually not, a patch that came out recently that fixes the entire game. Yeah, it, it's supposed really? to fill in a bunch of the old missing storylines and all the pieces that are missing. I had a friend who downloaded that um, patch, but also downloaded a mod that added extra content based around the lore of the game, and he got them at the same time, so I could never tell while watching him play what was the stuff that you know just kind of fixed the game up and what this person who didn't seem to understand the English language very well decided to type into this new storyline, and they were like, flashbacks in the middle of the game. You had to play as Revan for a little bit during the Mandalorian Wars, if anyone remembers the storyline. Yep. yep. Damn Mandalorians. Bastards, all of them. Except... <laughs> oh, what was his name? The um, Mandalore in the second one. He's with Django. you. I don't remember anybody's name in that game. Well, the bounty hunter. You meet him in the second one. You get, he's just the only Mandalorian that I ended up liking. Carried that big gun with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say Mass Effect for I think I'm up to three more left Mass Effect 1, my favorite moment in any video game when you got to choose whether you'd come in and help out the aliens on the Citadel during the Reaper attack or if you'd stay back picking to go in there with my ship it felt real badass some cool dramatic music played it's the humans, they've saved us despite how big dicks we were you go in, you blow up some stuff it was great I love the choices in that game I like the characters in that game I haven't played the third one in the series, so I don't want to be disappointed. I've heard terrible things about it, though. I, I heard say, terrible things, and then they fixed it, and then it was still kind of sad, but better. The, the, the thing I can tell you, Corey, and it's very terribly cliche, and I really can't believe I'm even going to say it, but it's about the journey and not the ending. So if you keep that in mind, you will enjoy three. Did, are you talking about the, the new ending or the original? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Either way, even if, even if you are not going to enjoy the ending, it is a very, very good game. Now tell me, is the second one really a very gung-ho, shoot-everything game, or is that still an RPG? The second one they've really made to appeal to the, more of a shooter. Okay. Uh, so I what I really the, liked about Kodor was the fact you had the melee and the guns, and then the first Mass Effect took out the swords, but it was still kind of like Kodor, and I don't know how I'd feel about the second one. You still have the melee, and you just still have the guns, but it's definitely they were trying to 
appease the shooter crowd. Hmm. I have tried like ten different times to try to get into Mass Effect. I can't do it. I can't I play through the first one, and I have not touched a second one. It is is it gets boring to me. Like I did like the first five missions. I got bored. That's how I the Podcast. Was it Mila Kunis who did the voice actor as the girl? No. As who? Shepard? No, as the... In the first one, I know you can pick one of your teammates to save, and she was one of the teammates you can save. Yeah, Ashley. Yeah. Is it Mila? I don't think so, but now that you that say That didn't it, sound like her. I know it has Seth Green in it. Seth it Green was Joker, the pilot? Yes. The cripple pilot? I think... Seth Green's character in that game has the same degenerative uh, genetic disease that my roommate has. Which roommate? Ben. He has osteogenesis imperfecta. If I remember, really? oh. he has. Do you remember um, Samuel L. Jackson's character from Unbreakable? Yes. I have not I, seen Unbreakable. I, I hear I had to watch it. Yeah, he has brittle bones. Ben has brittle bones. He doesn't have it as bad as Samuel L. Jackson's character, and he hates that movie because he said no one would ever grow that tall with the disease I have. You just like go to shake his hand. You just hear. <laughs> I'm always afraid when he tries to punch me, he's gonna break his hand. Who are you talking to, Ferrari Serpai? Hmm? Who are you talking to? I said I, I like the word. We're judging the accuracy of an M Night Shyamalan movie. Unbreakable was one of the better M Night Shyamalan movies. I would agree with you. It was. No last Airbender. Don't joke. I saw that movie as a fan of the show, not knowing what to do, getting 3D glasses, stoned out of my mind, thinking I'm going to enjoy a great little movie. I saw that movie with Mike, and there were some people who were just decked out cosplaying. Like, they did a really good job, and I felt so bad for them because that movie was garbage. We went there. We, it was like 11.30. We went there. Tom got a parking ticket. It was an awful night. <laughs> the movie was bad. Thanks, M. Night Shyamalan. You gave Pretty Tom much. a parking ticket. <laughs> We got free movie pass out of it because, you know, the person I was with got the wrong kind of soda. I didn't. You guys got benefits. I got punished multiple times. Oh, do you want a ticket? I'll buy, I'll buy you a Hobbit ticket. Oh, boy. Uh, number two and number one going to be tied for my favorite games. I'm going to start with my favorite clone of Hold Grand on. Theft Auto ever. Hold on one second. Just because I like to pause you in your great announcement, but... It was not Mila Kunis. I looked it up. It's uh, somebody named uh, Kimberly Brooks. You can continue. Saints Row 2. Oh, good choice. I love that game. I love that game so much. I love that game because it had an insane amount of character customization. I love that game because you could customize not only the appearance, but the way they walked, the way they insulted people, the way they talked. Uh, some of those things carried over. But the third one, they cut out a lot of the customization that I enjoy, especially giving my guy the ability to sashay like a woman. Because I made David Bowie. I made David <laughs> Bowie the street leader of this gang, and he was just... The cutscenes were great. The storyline was pretty good. Better than I'd ever seen in the Grand Theft Auto that I'd played up to that point. I, th- I think Are you I implying that David Bowie's not a leader of a gang? Yeah. <laughs> I think David Bowie's the leader of the Guild of Calamitous Intent, but he's not the leader of a gang. <laughs> he's the leader of the goblins in uh, Labyrinth. He is. He's you also do. the king of Atlantis in Spongebob Square Pantis or whatever special SpongeBob had. I have his complete work over here somewhere that lists all his appearances. But uh, in Saints Row 2, insane amount of customization and still kind of a serious storyline, which is what that's, I. That's what I liked about Saints Row 2. 
because Saints Row 3 just took it and just went completely silly. And it took a ton of the charm out of 2. You burnt someone's... You, like, put radioactive material in someone's tattoo ink. You blocked someone's girlfriend in a trunk of a car during a monster truck rally show. You did a lot of fucked up shit in that game. And it had a lot of emotional impact. There was ethos to you, to the characters. You felt bad for them. Saints Row 3 was just wacky. You were slapping people. Saints Row 3, like, opening mission is you jumping out of an airplane while shooting, while jumping back into the airplane, jumping out of the airplane again. Yeah, they... They went a little overboard. I like Saints Row 3 a lot. I I miss Saints Row 2. I miss... Have you played I like, 4? I haven't played 4. I want to play 4. I haven't played 4 either. It looks... I mean, it's not what I want for the series, but it definitely looks like I will play the shit out of it at some point. I'm definitely getting it probably when it goes on the Steam sale, <laughs> which hopefully will be in a week or two. I can't be before Christmas. My character in 3, just like, I made the baddest, ugliest guy I could possibly think of. And then I gave him the zombie talk. So it's just like... What I will say about Saints Row 2 is, I know the song Misery Business by Paramore because of that game, and I enjoy it. And I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit that live on this podcast viewed by threes at best. <laughs> I will admit it to the public and to you, I love that song because it would come on on the radio when I was running people over, getting out of the car, beating people with dildo bats, using the taser, really, because tasering someone in the nuts and having them just like fall to the ground and kick them a few times, and then doing karate. I love Saints Row 2. <laughs> I miss it. I wish I could play it some more. I remember uh, Burnout Paradise, driving around town to Avril Lavigne girlfriend. That was a great game. Uh-huh. Hey, 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 I could be your girlfriend. <laughs> Fantastic. And Paradise, really? You didn't like 3? I'm sorry, I was thinking Burnout 3. Yeah, okay. Paradise is good, but it's not a 3. And, of course, my final game, my favorite game, tied with Saints Row 2, I guess, is Crusader Kings 2. I knew you were going to say that. I love Crusader Kings 2. I will glory. Love- yeah. What, what were you playing before you started this podcast with us? I might have been playing Crusader Kings too. A mm. friend of mine wanted to do multiplayer, and that's what I really want to try because the computer can get somewhat stupid at times. But with another person, I played with someone, invited them to a game, set everything up. Within the first five minutes, I had assassinated their character. I'd wiped their bloodline off. We had to restart. <laughs> I only did it because... Why did you do that, man? Because he wanted Scotland for himself. <laughs> I think I think we was the king of Scotland when I played with my roommate at one point. So he was in fact the last king of Scotland. <laughs> well, no, because then I became king of Scotland. Keep keep straight. I got the kingdom title. That's that's the point. You get all the titles. Uh, you get the money. Then you get are, the you, are you the Jarl of Scotland? <laughs> Jarl. Petty king, uh, petty king, and then king, and then eventually emperor of Britannia. Um, I played with Ben at one point. I asked to borrow his mother to tutor my kid. She ended up into my court because I had married her for some strange reason. And he had blamed me for making his character retarded. Um, uh, he has a mentor system where you can send your children off to different people and they can impart some of their skills. And when you do it to another player character, little pop-ups will come up and it will say things like such and such 
tor- tortured a rat today. It was the most disgusting thing you ever saw. You know, have choices like that a girl or boy, torture more rats, and it'll make them cruel, or don't ever do that again, it'll make them humble. But there's always like a backlash, there's a 50% chance it'll make them cruel, 50% Dude, chance... my kid is going to be like torturing rats all day. <laughs> 50% chance they could end up like retarded, or oh, <laughs> this kid's playing up by the towers. Push him out the window. Tell him not to go up there. Don't do anything. Are you just quoting Game of Thrones? No, that's actually a, a little <laughs> Easter egg in there to talk about Game of Thrones. There are a few hidden inside there. Um, have you played the Westeros expansion or the unofficial mod? I have played the mod. It, unfortunately, Crusader Kings 2 updates so much that the mod becomes moot. Like, they keep adding new stuff to Crusader Kings 2, so the mod doesn't work anymore. But I hear they're going to be adding Esos in the next update to that mod, and I will be getting it. Because I'm going to play as Daenerys Stormborn. Of course. I'm waiting for the Telltale Game of Thrones game. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. I'm just putting stuff on my cat's head, and she's balancing it. (sighs) All right. Yeah. If you see a receipt floating in midair, that's my cat. Oh, I want to see that. It's right there. Look at that little kitty. Okay, so we all gave our top tens. We're all happy, the little doobies. Yep. Oh, man. We need to do a top ten, like, worst games. Oh, we can do that. <laughs> I play a lot of bad games, though. I don't know if I can name ten worst games. We can do a top uh, five, probably. Mass top Effect five. 1, Mass Effect <laughs> 2. Mass Whatever Corey's list was. It's Ferrari's list? Yeah, that. Yeah, that. Xenosaga 1. Ferrari's list was just RPGs. I, I think I he thought... For whatever reason, I was thinking we were just doing RPGs because I'm a fool. Final Fantasy 13. Final Fantasy 13 2. Final Fantasy 13 3. I actually didn't play 2. Oh, oh. Uh, the worst part about 2 is it was developed by Tri-Ace, and that just breaks my heart how far they've sank. Was it really? Yeah. No, both Game Arts and uh, Tri-Ace just pump out games that are just not good, and it breaks my heart. I love both of those companies, but they keep disappointing me. Yeah. Uh, I can't really blame Game Arts. I'm just not a big fan of the old Monster Hunter kind of thing. They made uh, Ragnarok Odyssey. I don't know if you're familiar, but it's one of those Monster Hunter clones. never really got into Monster Hunter. I played, I played it because I just like Game Arts so much, but I just can't get into those games. I can't say the controls, to be honest. Yeah, that is, they're a challenge. A chore, I should say. Yeah. Okay, so I guess we should move on to... Uh... When you walk away, you won't hear me say please. Oh, God. Please? Oh, baby. Don't go. Simple and clean. That's how you make me feel tonight. It's hard to let it go. Is this the acoustic slow version at the end, or is this the poppy techno beginning version? Plant B remix? Come on. That's the acoustic version he's saying. I got a little teared up the first time I heard that. I heard that song before the game. I am the hipster with bad J-pop. And by bad, I mean fantastic. I think 15-year-old Corey read all that fan fiction, so... Bam. Hikaru Yukata comes into Kingdom Hearts world and her and Sora just make out. I'm <laughs> sorry, what kind of fan fiction do you think I read? Because it's not that kind. <laughs> I watch Naruto S. Sasuke fan fictions. 
I legitimately tried to buy a doujinshi and I could not find one, and I broke my heart because I know they exist. I just couldn't find it. We'll go to Anime Boston, man. It's, it's for a, a a gift, Secret oh. Santa cabin thing. So it's a joke, but it will not be fulfilled. <laughs> okay, so you guys heard about the YouTube content ID? Oh yeah, the, the commentators are pissed. I've heard a lot of pissed off commentators recently. I had no idea about it, and then everyone's angry. For, the news, for those who don't know what it is, is YouTube has these bots that search for copyrighted content, and they hit a lot of video game related content, be it from their soundtracks or their trailer footage. And they'll, if you're monetizing the the page, you will not get paid anymore. And at at worst, you will still get paid, but all the profits go to the company and not to the person who made the video. The bots aren't distinguishing, though. They're um. They're, they're, they're banning stuff that's already been granted permission. Yes, like, like the ad of stuff like, uh, who was it? Somebody got specific permission from, I don't remember who it was, but they said, yes, you can totally use our content, go ahead, and then they ended up blocking that. Um, I know Angry Joe was one of them. Who's yeah, really Angry mad Joe about it. did an interview with the, the creators of Tomb Raider. Yes, and in the in the Tomb Raider thing, they showed like a three second clip of the game, and because it showed that three second clip, even though it was with the creators of the game, it, it's it's claimed as copyright material. Hmm. Even Christmas music, which is like you know general general use, can be flagged as oh registered Christmas music. <laughs> I mean, Christmas music. There's a lot of registered Christmas music people don't know about. Everyone owns copyrights to most songs. People love money. People get money however they can. There's public domain on things like uh, the older stuff, like from the 30s and things, but I don't know. I think Paul McCartney still owns the rights of his stuff. Damn him. Um, yeah, I was going to do this little video series. I'm still going to do it, obviously. Uh, it's going to be my next project, but I don't think I can monetize it. It's... I don't know if you guys know what I'm doing, but I'm going to take all the NES games individually by their release dates and make like a little five-minute summary of what they are. So it's like if you're at a thrift store and like, hey, what is uh, what's Contra all about? You pull out one of my videos and I'll have like a five-little-minute video of separate gameplay footage and like a little information about it. But I don't think they'll hit things from NES era, but I don't think I can monetize it anyway. Tom... I like your idea. I don't like the example where I'm going to shop for video games, I see one, and instead of going for a quick Wikipedia link or any game review site, I go to this webpage to watch a five-minute video while I'm in the store deciding if I should buy it or not. Well, I'm sorry, Corey. I, I don't know a proper example, but I'm going to do it nonetheless, and I wish you to right, I think it's cool. in my dreams, in my whatever I'm doing. I make podcasts, I make videos of things you don't really need, but you, you'll appreciate anyway. I have a really specific example about how this new horrible YouTube Nazi-esque content thing going down is affecting some of my viewing habits. I watch one particular commentator who plays the Total War series, and he does a bit of a playthrough of uh, Medieval 2 Total War modification that does the Third Age Lord of the Rings. And he has no idea what he's going to be able to do with that because apparently he's he's pretty big. He makes some amount of money off of it, his uh, channel. But 
this mod uses a lot of like copyrighted images and the copyrighted music from the Lord of the Rings music. And he has Car Blanche from the people who made the Total War series. But um, you know, you have like songs from the Lord of the Rings, you have pictures of the different characters. Aragorn comes up as the leader of a battalion of soldiers, and he's had to basically strip down a bunch of that stuff to prevent his channel from being locked up. Yeah, it's pretty much a gamble now because you can't submit like put a lot of work into a video and then submit it that just have it ended up being copywritten. Uh, in fridge, so it just ruins their whole two days or whatever long they worked in the video and not get paid for, so it's pretty much working for free. Yeah, because um, I'm a plebe, I follow the, the Call of Duty commentators, and they're all up in arms. Like Some of them, like, that's their job. <laughs> some mm-hmm. of them, like, oh, that's my main source of income right now. And the other half don't give a fuck. I don't know how I feel about that being the main source of income. Like, I know um, it's a job. I understand that. But when you quit your job to go into commentating for video games, you you know there's a risk involved. Like, you know you don't own this content. Yeah, how much like, money did they make? Wait. They make enough. It's a full-time job. Yeah, they, they get partnered. Um, so they get uh, um, they get ads. So they, get, they might get money per ads per view. Every time you watch a YouTube video, it has those little yellow dashes in the... I have ad block that's really good. I've never seen those yellow dashes come up. So um, these you're people, stealing from Google, man. Some of these people get like you know, you know, close to a hundred thousand views, and then they get like you know x amount of money per view. And they get a percentage of that. Hmm. Yeah, I hear people who make. I know commentators on YouTube. I don't know specifically about game ones, but the really big ones can make two hundred grand a year, and that seems insane to me. That's I guess Call of, of Duty must be popular enough to comment. Yeah, there's like a bunch of you know big ones, and I follow them all. <laughs> mm. But a lot of them have jobs, so it's like yeah. Well, the advice of the unpopular podcast is to please don't quit your job. YouTube is not the stablest form of money. Exactly. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. YouTube money, make it rain. <laughs> and I think we can all agree that we hate you because you're doing something that we would love to make money off of, and that's talking about a video game. What do you mean? Oh, I'm man. I wish. <laughs> Tom, when are you guys start paying us for this? When I get paid. So count on never. <laughs> uh, I wish. <laughs> Right, you guys done with the YouTube? We're good with the subjects. YouTube's yep. the tools, man. Everybody's saying they're gonna switch to Daily Motion and such. So these people yeah. have a big opportunity to overtake YouTube. I don't no, know if it's gonna happen, but it's going to eat Daily Motion. No one likes. Well, it. the next couple of months, it's, all you're gonna see is music videos and like, you know, Pretty stupid much. cat videos. Uh, I actually own the right to cats on the internet, so you can't use cats. Oh, okay. Without paying me, of course. I need royalties. I use dogs. <laughs> I'd be making a lot more money than you, my friend. No, I think Jenna Marbles has uh, that, that market cornered with dog videos. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, she's got like 80 bajillion subscribers on YouTube. Okay. She's, um, she's from Boston. Boston, dude. Shit. Uh, she went to Boston University, I think. Oh man, that's uh, fucking retarded. Oh god, I hate living. I love you, Jenna. <laughs> okay, what have you guys been playing? Uh, Last week. 
Although I did pick up Rune Factory 4 yesterday. Oh, tell me how it is. I've been I was contemplating picking that up, but I, I decided against it. I got uh, Etrian Odyssey, Untold Story. I played, the, I played a little bit of Etrian Odyssey. I just didn't like it too much because it was more of a complete roguelike with no real story to it. Oh, yeah. It's it's a dungeon crawl. It wasn't really what I was looking for. And I guess the whole main thing of Rune Factory is it's Harvest Moon with swords and randomly generated dungeons. But yeah. Wonder is totally getting a lot better reviews. The fact that it's got higher emphasis on the combat and has like a legitimate storyline throughout. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I'm familiar with the last few. I played the first two, and I played a little bit of the PS3 version, but I have not touched four yet. I've only got about an hour or two in, so I'm still learning. It's kind of you know the game bringing you through the core mechanics of you know fighting, equipping, and harvesting and such. Um, so far, it's fun. It looks really good. I like the character design. I like the level design. So, I will let you know how it is. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. I've been playing uh, Ghosts and GTA Five Online, I assume. Uh, yeah. Ghosts Online. GTA Five. I'm playing the single player. Okay. Beginning of the single player, it's, it's like I'm playing San Andreas again. And that was the fun one. Yeah. It's no Vice City, but it was definitely a good game. I'm driving it down. I got a dog for some reason. I got a dog. Oh, man, I can't wait till they make a... I hope 6 is based on uh, Miami again. That'd be fantastic. Me and Ferrari Senpai can we go steal cars together. Yeah, I got a headset. I, I got a headset. A better one. And then we'll play. Um, I've been playing Ghost as well, but single player. Single player? I'm not a big... Uh, I'm not a big yeah. introvert. Yeah. You're a huge introvert. We've all I am. Of... I'll play <laughs> Counter Strike, but I'm not a big social guy. I'm just going to camp here. <laughs> you guys go first. Tom, don't feel bad. My all my all are all single player as well. <laughs> GTA Online is you're just walking on the street, just hanging out, and the you know five year old Joe Smo will come up and like run you over. It's like oh, uh, is it all? Is it like, do they do an instance for four people, or can more play? Oh, no, it's it's like 50 people. Oh, or it's it like, is. It's almost like a room. So there's like there's like 40 people in one room, but they're all in different parts of the map. Okay. So you'll see a little, um, on your GPS, you'll see little white uh, dots moving around. That's the, the live players. Okay, so it's not like persistent online. Yeah. It's, it, it's like in the, just pick 40 people and toss them all in an instance. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So I saw this one guy who's running from the cops, and they're like, I purposely parked in front of him, and then <laughs> shot him, and then drove away. <laughs> I'm a vigilante. Oh, I am a knight. How about you, Mr. Corey? Uh, well, you know, I've already been playing Crusader Kings 2 lately, because I'm always playing that. We're playing Crusader Kings 3. Ooh. Oh, look at you. Um, I've also been trying to get into Legend of Grimrock, which I tried playing in the past and didn't enjoy very much. That's a game where you it's like a dungeon crawler where you make traps. You can make traps. You can find shoes occasionally on the people you slay. You kind of traverse in like four directions. Some puzzles pop up. It's not the most fun game in the world, sure. Taylor recommended it to me, and I curse him for it. <laughs> Sounds a little bit like Kagero. Yeah, that's how I was thinking when I saw the trailer. It just looked like a lesser version of it. 
it's an old. I think it's a roguelike, but it might just be preset what happens during it. I don't know. Is that if you? I mean, besides that, I'm trying to get some ROMs to work on my phone that I've already legally bought in case anyone's listening, but that I haven't already. I don't know. It's it's been difficult trying to get them to work on this thing. What uh, what phone do you have? It wouldn't be able to try to run. I've tried quite a few, and none of them seem to work well. I think I need to not use the factory standard operating system that Android has given me on this Samsung Galaxy something or other. I'm not really sure what phone I am not trying to chime in. (laughs) (laughs) Running stock, Philistine. Oh, my God. I'm sorry I run stock. It's just, it's how I roll. Both my brother and Taylor upgraded to the newest firmware that was released by Samsung for the S3, and they both hate it with a passion. Yep. If they just flash their phone, they get 4.4, very stable ROM of all the features, and not not touch whiz, because that's awful. First thing I, got, I did when I got my note was, get <laughs> going, bro. Speaking of Android, I don't know if you know this, Tom. The um, Final Fantasy Tactics World Alliance, yeah, for iPad. Apparently, they're releasing it for Android tablets. It's already, I, out, in, it's already I, out in Japan. I don't need to play that game again. Yeah, you do. No, no, I. I'm not a big fan of Fantasy Tactics. It's a great game for what it is. I'm just not into that kind of tactics. If I play a Japanese tactics game, I'm going to play Fire Emblem. Dude, my haunted PS3 just turned on. I got to turn <laughs> off auto updates. Must, must be another update, yeah. Yeah. Was um, that it for you, Corey? Or should I help you with your emulation problem? I'll help with you. Help you with that later. Yeah, let's not do that during the live podcast. But at <laughs> some point in the future, your help would be great. Yes, I'll, I can help you with that. I just downloaded um, Arkham Origins first DLC, but How I haven't was played that? it. I haven't played oh. it yet. Uh, is that game worth getting, or is it exactly? No, I got talked into buying the season pass too. <laughs> yeah, just wait until it's on Steam sale. I just bought the the Vita version because I heard it was very, very good minus a terrible mini map. I have not played yeah. it yet, but that'll probably be the next thing I play. So I'm looking forward to playing that. I've right. also. The story mode is like five minutes long. <laughs> That's what it seems. Yeah, I heard it would be only, only five or six hours. In Origins or Origins Blackgate? Origins. Oh, I don't care about Origins. I'm just not into that. Uh, I heard the feed of a game is very Metroid-like, so I got kind of excited. Because Batman has gadgets, so it makes sense. It seems it'll work fine. I want another 2D Metroid. Oh, <laughs> with me and me both, my friend. I also picked up uh, Killzone Mercenaries which is by far way better than the PS4 game. Which one is it? Is that the Shadowfall is just... Taylor and I talked about it. It's it's a lot of, like, kind of a little... You run for a while, and you fight a group of people, and you need to backtrack all the way over here, and you fit a few more people. It has this little... I don't know, a little system where you use this little robot you have and you have to make him go do things. It just seems like an extra step between just killing more dudes because that's what Killzone is. And the mercenaries, is, it's, you kill guys. You're a mercenary and you get every time you kill somebody, it's kind of like uh, Bulletstorm where if you kill them in a certain way, you get more money. And compared to other ways, you go to little booths and you can upgrade all your equipment because you can't pick up people's guns. You have to have your own and you upgrade that and you can buy new ones and such, and you equip yourself with armor and with such. Really fun. 
you remember the PSP version? Heroes on Liberation? Yeah. Yeah, the isometric uh, strategy game. It was actually a really fun game. Yeah. Did you ever play the first one? Killzone? No. Yeah. The first Killzone I game I played was Liberation. Uh, Killzone I 1, the online was... Because it's PS2 online, so it's like... <laughs> so the only way I could manage to get a kill because I was so bad was just cook my grenade and run into crowds. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Jihad Joe over here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't, mean to, I didn't mean to kill you over there. <laughs> oh wow! Um, also, I've been playing Steam World Dig. I talked about that last week. And uh, what else have I been doing? I don't. I think that's it. Didn't you get Battlefield for PS4? Have you played that yet? I swapped it out for Need for Speed, which I'm probably yeah. gonna swap back out for another game because I've not opened it yet. But uh, I don't know. I'm probably gonna get a PS4 uh, next month. PS quad? The quad damage? The quad damage, man. You move it up to the quad. I might, I might, I might have some quad damage. <laughs> yeah, you keep waiting for that Ferrari. It's going to happen sometime. Yeah, I know. PC then, Master Race. Then me and, uh, me and Tom will be in the PS4 future, and Ferrari Senpai will be left behind. He'll come up with an Xbox One and want to join our fun. Oh. Like, come on, Ferrari, grow up. I still feel like I got a gaming PC, Tom. I know. I'm just saying, if you're waiting for uh, Watch Dogs for the PS4, then no, you're waiting I'm for the wrong that, game. I'm saying that I have absolutely no interest in the system, and that is the only thing that would even slightly peak it. it. It's not. It's not made for us. I'm definitely a Japanese player. Is that coming out for PC? Watch What's that? Watch Dogs. Absolutely. Oh, well, Ubisoft. They're releasing games for everything. Yeah, that's true. The game ends, and you just you just scroll out of the animus. <laughs> Okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Whoa. Any final comments, guys? Whoa, we didn't have any sound effects. No talks about uh, certain movies that should not be mentioned. Yeah, because uh, Taylor wasn't rolling around in his chair being a smug ass in his, uh, his bathrobe. No sound effects? <laughs> Taylor better be here next week or I will break his legs. We could have a Disney sing-along. Does everyone want a Disney sing-along? Oh, man. Part of that world. Oh, oh no! This is copyrighted. Other people are. I don't think our vocals hit that that note, my friend. Well, it's not really a sing along if none of us sing the same song at the same time. Well, we all have to sing different songs just to mess everything I up. I want to be where the people are, <laughs> asking the questions and get some answers. <laughs> Mike's is the best. <laughs> It's like Susan Boyle. You don't think he could sing, but then you, then he does. Then he's let it loose, and everybody's stunned. <laughs> Be prepared. Oh, wrong movie. Be prepared for the sense of a life. I would bust out some Frozen songs, and I already forgot all the songs. I, I can't think of any. Let it go. Let it go. Right. I'll make a man out of you. That's a song that I wish okay, I would. Okay, okay. I think we're done for the night. <laughs> to defeat the Huns. Oh, man. Just for future advice, if you're if you're taking a girl on a date or whatever your preference may be, don't sing. do not put on Mulan because that movie will just turn them off. It's happened to me twice. <laughs>
Well, I mean, what kind of dating situation was this? Watching movies on the couch. I know one girl in specific. I watched three movies, three Disney movies. The middle was Mulan. The first one was... Oh, what was the first one? I think it was uh, Little Mermaid. And, you know, we're together. Put on Mulan. She goes on the other side of the couch. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then the third movie, things got better. I'm not going to go into detail. Wait. Don't find a random person <laughs> with your friend there. And then watch Zach and Miri watch a porno while one of them <laughs> sleeps. Oh, man. Doesn't work out. Doesn't work out. That's how you get the British chicks. These are all inside jokes nobody gets. Were you trying to sleep with a woman by watching that. Disney movies? Was that going to put her in the mood, watching The Little Mermaid? I didn't say, anything about, I didn't say anything about sleeping with. I'm that's just the ultimate to... goal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to get in the cuddle zone. Uh, the cuddle zone. That's where every night I had right. a bunny. That bunny was cuddling me. So I need Professor Bun Bun is a lovely little animal. Bun Bun loves me. I don't know if you guys met my rabbit, but he's Professor Bunningsworth the third. You have a rabbit? Those I have a rabbit. Are very terrible smelling creatures. Eh, he's cool. He has this little little house. <laughs> okay, but this is this is ending. This is done. I'll probably edit all this out anyway. <laughs> Alright, so, I guess I'll sign off. Thank uh, you for Yes, this week on the Unpopular Podcast. <laughs> you guys are talking over my outro. How dare you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. Try it again, try it again, try it Okay. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week on the Unpopular Podcast. My name is Thomas. I'm Chris. I'm Corey. I'm Mike. That took too long. It will be better next week. Just next week for a much better episode. And good night.